0: And messieurs, welcome to a very special Sitting On Your Rings podcast, uh, an episode, would you say, two years in the making? It, it is about two years in the making. Um, yep. You would have noticed that was not our usual intro music, um, that was indeed... The Mitch Tambo version of You're the Voice, which uh, played a pivotal role in uh, a little event that happened earlier this week, That's um, which we will touch memories. on very soon. Shut up, I haven't introduced you yet. <laughs> 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 I, I am, of course, your <laughs> host, Brendan. Um, the other voice you're hearing is my co host, Trent. Say hello, Trent. Hello, Trent. Uh, and we also have a, a guest, a third person on this episode, which is a first for us. Um, good, I, well, I'd say good friend of the show, even though he hasn't been on before, but yeah. certainly good friend to us. Yeah. Um, down in Sydney, uh, Mr. Andrew Silence, welcome to the show, sir. How are you? Uh,
1: Madame, Monsieur, and hello, uh, Trent. <laughs> G'day, Andrew. <laughs> welcome. See,
2: we've got fans. Everybody, I'm good, I'm good. we've got fan. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, we've got we've got a fan. We know at least one person listens to us. We, we've you mentioned then, we've
0: yeah. mentioned yeah. Andrew on the show quite a bit in the last almost eighteen months. I would say um, a, a person who just listened to the show reached out to us, and um, we've become really good friends. Mm. All three of us um, in yeah. the last eighteen and months. My, it's been my great.
1: Ears light up every time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, the reason we've got Andrew on the show is because. Like with my pop culture podcasting, if you want to talk about Batman and James Bond, like people usually come to me. Um, if you want to talk opening ceremonies, there's only one person that I would go to, um, and that's Andrew. Mm-hmm. I, I would call him the the opening ceremony. Um, I don't want to say Rain Man. <laughs> I don't know if that's allowed in 2021. I want to go to Kmart. I want to go to Kmart. Kmart. I want to go to Kmart. But he certainly is... Um, Do you buy underwear at Kmart? <laughs> the aficionado when it comes to, to opening ceremonies. So, pleasure to finally have Andrew on the show. Um, we're just going to leave the Tokyo powder dry for a moment. Um, because, I mean, yeah, we we started this show in 2019, a year mm. out from what yeah. we thought was Tokyo, 2020. Yeah. Uh, to to lead up and then podcast during the Olympics And mm. we had to wait an extra year mm. But we're finally here yeah. Tokyo started last night That's right But we had a little extra bonus during the week <laughs> <laughs> um, Something that we've been covering <laughs> a lot, obviously On this show Since it sort of came to light That Brisbane was interested in the 2032 mm. Olympics our, um, home, our home city Our home city, yeah And I'm I'm... Proud and happy to proclaim (laughs) that we are coming to you from the host city of Brisbane 2032, the 35th Olympiad. That's right. We got the games. Yeah.
2: yeah, How amazing is that? We're a new world Olympic city. We are. And will always be a world Olympic city. For now and
0: forever. Yeah. Our city is an Olympic city. And of course, Andrew, I I don't know if I mentioned, he's he's down in Sydney. Um, So, you know. Two Olympic cities here being represented, and the third Olympic city in Australia—one of I think it was four countries—that mm. um, have had an Olympic Games three times, or yep. well, in three three different cities, I should say. Um, so this is this is amazing news. How yeah. how
2: how are you guys feeling, Trent? Um, well, you know, never in in my lifetime did I think that I that we'd have Olympics in the city where I live. Like you know, going to Sydney and at the Olympics there and seeing how amazing it was and the atmosphere and all the Australians all around supporting every country, all the camaraderie talking to strangers and you know, on public transport, people talking about, oh, did you did you go to the synchronized swimming? Did you go to the archery? You know, did you go to the shooting just talking about sports maybe they'd never Sentence even that seen it? You before. wouldn't normally hear. Yeah, you know, did you go
0: to the synchronized swimming? No, I went to the European <laughs> <Yeah>. handball. That's
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note too, Australia now gets to compete in handball in 2032. <laughs> Look out. Look out. We've got 11 <laughs> years to, to get a gold medal to, team. To get a team together. <laughs> um, I, it's, yeah, it's pretty amazing, you know, 11 years' time.
0: Yeah. And I, Andrew, I know obviously a, a, a lifetime passion of yours pretty much has been, you know, that, that amazing 16 days in September in, in the year 2000. Um so how does it feel for you knowing that they're coming back to Australia? Obviously not in your hometown this time, but, but you know, you'll be able to experience another Australian Games.
1: Sure. Well, it's very exciting, isn't it? And I'm just, to be honest, I'm just really glad that you guys can experience that whole Olympics coming to your hometown thing because that was amazing. I mean, my, my earliest Olympic memories are around 1992-1993, Sydney mm-hmm. won the Olympics in 1993. So I kind of grew up with that um, and well, it, it's, just, it's just such an amazing experience that you can't really explain, but if you don't explain, people think you're strange. Because you're <laughs> we get that anyway, don't we? Animat- yeah, I get that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it's really exciting to see it come to Australia again in my lifetime. On the other hand, it's going to be uh, what the Olympics already are, a very different mm. event to what they were 20 or 30 years ago. So who knows what they're going to look like in mm. another 10, 11 years. Well, you know, yeah. Um, yeah so no. It's not, it's not going to be the same... It's not going to be like another Sydney two thousand. No, I think we'd yeah. be making a mistake if we were expecting that. Um, in some ways, it'll be a lot scaled down, I would imagine. In other ways, it'll it'll probably be better.
0: I'm think I'm picturing sort of somewhere in between Sydney two thousand and the Gold Coast Commonwealth Games, sort of like. Mm. Kind That's of a, a, a happy
2: medium between mm. those two. Mm. And, um, you know, and with Sydney to um, Brisbane too, you've got all those new Olympic sports mm. and also, you know, now in the IOC, a charter in that is that host cities can choose sports to add to the program, mm-hmm. specifically, you know, relating to their country. You know, here in Tokyo they put karate onto the Olympic program and the return of baseball and softball. Yeah. But those two sports have been removed for Paris. Mm. But you know, Paris has added the sport in kiteboarding. Yep. Of which I think one of their athletes is a world champion. So oh, what are the chances? But, but see, you know, that's <laughs> the, that's gonna be the big difference is yeah. Australia could be allowed to add sports onto their you know, you net, know they're netball. gonna go for cricket. <laughs> Which, yeah, but it's it's funny,
0: like, what, what Andrew was saying um, growing up with it. Like, he and I were messaging the other day, and I, I mentioned this to you. Was it, I can't remember if it was, it might have even been last night, mm-hmm. Trent. Um, for, for people like Andrew and I, I think you are like, a year or two younger than me, aren't you, Andrew?
1: Yeah, I was in 85.
0: Yeah, I'm 84. So, yeah, there's 12 months um, difference there. So, um, for people of our age, it's it's going to be very hard to repl- not replicate, but I think um, that the th- the feeling of the lead up to Sydney is going to be very, very different. The lead up to Brisbane, obviously there's more time, um, which is the first thing, but um, even including that when you're that age, like it was essentially like I was nine when, when the games happened and sorry, when the games were announced and 16, when they happened. So Andrew was five, um, sorry, eight and um, 15, that's virtually half our lives, Mm. you know, at that point. And when you're a kid, time goes a lot slower. Uh, And and I feel that that Sydney, by the time it actually happened, it had this real, uh, the only word I can think of is mythical. Like it had this sort of mythical presence around it that was just this, I mean, obviously it was a massive deal, but I don't know if it's going to feel like that again in the lead up to Brisbane. I think it's maybe for for kids, you know, who who were you know yeah. seven or eight now, and they'll they'll have it for eleven years, and that's going to feel like an eternity for for a child. They'll probably feel what we felt at that age. So I'm because you are, you know, I'm not having to go mm. here, but you're obviously you're quite a bit older than me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if it had that same or aura is kind of the word I'm looking for. If it had that same aura around it that it did for Andrew and I just because of the age difference mm. there. Like, you mm. didn't grow up with it. No. Whereas we did for half yes. our lives. Yes. Would yeah, you that. sort of agree with that? Yeah. Like, did it, it, did it have a different feeling to you?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I guess... Because you were already sort of an adult when it was announced, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think Atlanta is when I really started to follow it, mm. to, you know, and I'll in a different time zone and... You know, I think I was still in high. No, no, I finished. I'd finished high school by then, was like Mm -hmm. at TAFE, so not really remembering that. Just thinking of staying up all night to watch lives, watching all the replays during the day. But Atlanta's when I fully got into it. But you know, in '96, you guys were still a little bit younger. I was my
0: last year of primary school. (laughs) Mm All right, say no more of that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I did. In primary school, we did school projects for the Seoul Olympics. Yeah. Like watching yeah. it on our TV that got wheeled into the, wheeled <laughs> into the classroom on a classroom It wouldn't stand. have even had a VHS on it. Yeah, it had a VHS <laughs> on it. It did? Yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and so that, I guess that shows. So probably it was a bit later before I got yeah. into it fully.
0: But yeah, I... I it's so funny the last couple of days. I'm so excited that I have to keep remembering like, shit, this is over a decade away. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it, it will go fast in some ways. In other ways, I think it will feel like forever. Mm. Um, but we, we, the three of us uh, watched the announcement as it happened on, on Wednesday afternoon, evening our time. Um, obviously, Andrew watched the TV coverage in Sydney and um, you and I went to the main live site mm. in Brisbane at, yeah. at South Bank, which... I'll be honest, uh, <laughs> this is this is going to lead to one of the main things I'm sort of concerned about with having the games here in Brisbane when they're planning on having it. It's our winter. Um, yeah. And yes, we are more <laughs> of a tropical climate. But Wednesday, when they made the announcement, was the coldest day of the year. Um, and... It was freezing. It was really windy. down on the w- waterfront. Yeah, and you know me, Brendan. Like I you don't feel the I cold. I don't
2: feel the cold. Like I go on ski holidays. I go to the snow on holidays, and people go, "You go co- to go cold?" And going, "Yeah," because I I like the snow. When like we worked cold. together,
0: there were really cold days, and you'd rock up to work just wearing t shirt and shorts. <laughs> yeah, like yep. that's what you wear year yep. round.
2: And that night, sitting there, I said to, you, "I'm cold." Yeah, it, is, it was cold. cold.
0: Um, so we, we braved the cold and we sat on the riverfront. But I was expecting, I mean, a large chunk of Australia is currently in lockdown. COVID sort of um, has reared its ugly head here again in a big way.
3: Mm.
0: Pardon me. Queensland is not in lockdown, thankfully, which meant we could go to the mm. live site and they could still have celebrations. Uh, but I, with that and the fact it was so cold, I thought maybe a couple of hundred people yeah, would show up. Yeah, um, just in our little fenced off area in the live site, there was I think they were saying two and a half thousand. Yeah, um, there were people all around the live site. Yeah, they had to close. Yeah, because it had in, reached capacity. It reached capacity. Yeah. Um, but obviously being a big outdoor park area, there were people everywhere. Yeah, and there was a huge turnout. Mm. I was genuinely shocked, but also thrilled mm. because in the lead up to the announcement, um, the pre. Oh, the press, depending on who it were, weren't overly nice about it. Mm. Uh, and if you looked at a lot of the threads on Facebook, there, are, there were a lot of people, for lack of a better term, shitting on the idea Yeah. Um, and just saying, we don't want it, we don't need it, too much money. But as I keep pointing out, these are the people who, when they think of a city bidding for the Olympics, they think of your Athens, your Rios, mm. where they decimated a city financially. Yeah you're left with white elephants and things and also it costs millions upon millions of dollars just to bid. Yeah. We know better. (laughs) That's that's right. We're
2: highly educated in that Yeah, and
0: then the people who were complaining about the cost of bidding and everything, saying it's a waste of money, were also the people who were going, oh, this is ridiculous. No one else wants it. There's no one else in the running. And it's like... Yes, there are, <laughs> but with this new targeted dialogue and everything, it's saving us the millions of dollars that you're complaining about because you think that's what we're spending. But anyway, I, after by about Wednesday morning, I'm just like, I can't, I can't look at the threads anymore because it's just getting me down. because yeah, I was so excited. From, uh, all those
2: aren't it's educated. the vocal minority. Yes, it yes.
0: is. It's the vocal minority, and every every Olympic city has it. Mm. Um, but the turnout that we had and the the. Ecstasy that mm. was that was just flying through the crowd mm. when they kind of announced that the winner was Brisbane. <laughs> yep. We'll talk about that <laughs> in a second. Um, was just it lifted my spirits so much? And honestly, I've been I've been on such a high. Mm. I was already excited for this week, obviously, mm. like yes. the Olympics were starting. Yes, but to have that happen forty eight hours prior, I don't think I've felt. So Olympic, mm. maybe since mm. September two thousand, it's been so amazing. We've
2: got to double up. Yeah,
0: it, it was it was so cool, but th- there was a little glitch um, at the live site, and I, I think maybe on the Channel Seven coverage is that right, Andrew? Because you were watching the TV. The
1: announcement itself, yes. They, yeah. They did
0: not have the audio. No. So of
1: the actual announcement.
0: And <laughs> it was tricky. It was tricky at the live site too because we had people on stage hosting the the live event. Yeah. And they got their earpieces pieces in, waiting to cross to, to put Channel Seven on the big screen. Yeah, and then obviously Channel Seven have got someone in Tokyo waiting to cross. So there was like multiple crosses mm. happening here, and they got us ready. They said we're crossing back over to Tokyo. The big screen came on. Nothing happened, and then the one of the MCs who wasn't um, Nat Cook. Was saying, oh no, no, we're not. No, I'm hearing that we're not going back. That was a, that was a good practice. So just get ready. We'll be going back in a second. And then all of a sudden, on the big screen without audio, there was just footage of Anastasia Palaszczuk, the premier, the mayor, like the the bid committee mm. jumping and up the and down. Minister,
2: yeah, just jumping out of their seats. They and cut
0: to a shot of the prime minister jumping up and down, giving a thumbs up. And I've turned to you. I'm like, holy shit! I think <laughs> I think it's been announced. <laughs> yeah. And then the crowd slowly sort of twitched and then Nat Cook's like, "I believe it's been announced. We've got it." <laughs> so it was a little bit of an anti-climax. It, it was, was a bit disappointing, but at the same time, like, you know, everyone still goes on about the winner is Sydney. Mm. Like, mm. It, it was it and was that was sort of our version of that. I think. And not
2: long after that, like, the picture of Thomas Bark holding up the, the card, 30, the card which they do for every city yes. that wins. Yeah. So um, once I got to see that, I knew that. It, yeah. it wasn't a practice run of no. a, a rehearsal to jump out of your seat. And then the
0: crowd erupted. Um, Shepherd started blaring um, over the speakers. Their song, uh, Coming Home, which is all about Brisbane. Um, the night sky just exploded with fireworks. Mm, the fireworks were brief, but very good. good yeah, they were like one and a half They tons, were fantastic, yeah. can I just say. Yeah, I haven't seen the but full coverage on that. TV, but the little bits I have seen, it looked like it translated well. It, um, I,
1: I would say they were um, good enough for an Olympic ceremony. They were that good. Oh wow, that's that's high they, praise they coming from you. Like, <laughs> well, I guess yeah, we didn't At get to see the they TV to footage. They went like typical small town New Year's Eve thing. They were pretty good. Yeah, they'd obviously planned them, you know.
0: Yeah, because when they said one and a half tons, we were thinking, oh, this display is going to go for a while, mm. and it went for like I don't know, I wouldn't say more than a minute. Um, but man, they, they blew some fireworks up. It was, it was um, awesome. And
2: I, our Victoria bridge was in green and gold colors. Yeah. There
0: were buildings that had BNE 2032 spelt out with like the window lights Mm, and everything. mm. Um, for people, yeah. For people who follow me, who listen to the show on my personal Facebook page, I did put like quite a bit of a, a spiel up (laughs) (laughs) about how I felt about the whole thing, but. And I did warn you guys because I'd felt emotional all Wednesday. I was so excited, <laughs> and I was just like, "If it, we, we're ninety nine percent sure, but you just never know it, it, how the vote was going to go." Um, but I was just like, "I'm warning you guys, I'm I might cry, <laughs> because I've never been a crier, but since Henry's been born, <laughs> I've <laughs> cried so much in the last three months, <laughs> and and I did like I had that moment. I was looking up at the sky. Um, Shepherd was blaring. I had my Olympic flag wrapped around me, and I did. I got really teary. I just had tears running down my face. Like I didn't cry, cry, but I, I had tears. I running. think
2: maybe tears of being proud. It was. That's, it was just yeah, yeah.
0: It was. It was. I just had tears running down my face because I, like I said before, that feeling that I had as a sixteen-year-old in the year two thousand, that feeling I've been chasing for t- for now twenty-one years. This is the closest... This I, I felt it again. I just mm. felt it in me. And the part that I got quite emotional at was I thought, I'm going to be able to take my son, who was three months old yesterday, mm. I'm going to be able to take him and share this experience with him. And I can only hope that it will have the same impact on his life as Sydney did on mine. Mm. But even more so because... He'll actually be in the Olympic City, mm. and I was completely overcome. I, mm. I really was. So, yeah, mm. I don't
2: know how you guys felt <laughs> if you, if you wanted. No, well, on the same, I just like you know you have that great sense of of pride and you know, dis not not disbelief, but going wow, the city that I live in in Brisbane because you know I never thought it'd happen. Yeah, like. Yeah. Not in our lifetime. On the opening ceremony last night, they were talking about like Turkey and Istanbul. How many times Istanbul's been trying to go for the Olympics? And you know that's probably maybe a more famous world city than New York's never had an Olympics. But yeah, yeah, we've
0: got an Olympics before New York, and Mm. they've tried, yeah, (laughs) and failed. You know, it's a huge deal. We're the only we're the 24th city in the world to ever host the Olympics. Yeah. Obviously there's
2: you know, there's been repeats, but yeah, we're the twenty fourth city in the world. Yeah. It's amazing. It is, it is amazing and I'm so excited and I you know, we've got two more Olympics to go before we can have it, but, you know, the next Olympics is only three years away. Mm, and
0: all I can <laughs> say is I'm glad Jess and I bought our house last year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, before the property Brendan, prices Brent, go up. <laughs> Brent,
2: Brendan uh, and Brendan and I had the conversation, all right, the bank account's open now, $20 a week. <laughs> yeah,
0: I am. Like, in the next couple of weeks, I'm got, I am did it for four years leading yeah. up to the Com Games. I'm doing it for 11 years or yep. 10 by the time tickets go on sale. Five, 10 bucks a week into yeah. the account, doesn't get touched. Like That's going to add up over 10, 11 years. Yeah. And Andrew, I hope you're going to do the same because you'll need to come up here, obviously.
1: Well, I think if you're doing it, over 11 years, you can probably cover me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
0: I'm thinking of inflation because opening ceremony tickets are already expensive as hell. Mm. Um. <laughs> well, at
2: least Andrew knows he doesn't have to pay for accommodation. No, you so. can stay at your place. Well, I had I had some Melbourne friends going. Uh, I'm staying at your place <laughs> in 2032. <laughs> I have to put up the no vacancy sign yeah. now already. Yeah, yeah.
0: no. <laughs> But I know the three of us are probably desperately, desperately going to try for opening ceremony tickets. because I
2: I said to Brennan, even if you just, in the ballot sheet, just put one. You can't for two, I guess, if you wanted to take... You I don't know, know if I'd take but, him...
0: I'd love to take him to an opening ceremony, but I think cost-wise, like, I yeah. think it'd be more, you know, I'd take him to some sports. I
2: think we... Yeah, I'd sit down. I think we have a better chance if you just put one down because you, yeah. you, you can slot at the end of a row rather than trying to find two in the middle. Or yeah. For the people that buy three, well, then there's going to be... Mm. Un, you know, when people buy uneven numbers, yeah. then that's when it, well, I always find a better chance. And then when I buy my tennis tickets and I go to the one, I get great seats because there's always... Right down the front, there's yeah. always a, a seat like, oh, left. Christ, here's he this loner again. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah. So Brisbane 2032, it's happening. I'm going to have to sit down at some point and, and redo a, an intro for when we talk about <laughs> Brisbane 2032 because it's not. Is it going to happen? It's mm. it's it's happening and it's ours and we live in an Olympic city. That's right. <laughs> I'm so, yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> but uh, let's let's. You know, wind the clock back to now, <laughs> as, <laughs> as opposed to thinking eleven years down the track. Tokyo twenty twenty plus one, um, I guess, yeah. is is officially underway now. Sports started on on Wednesday uh, yep. with the softball, which we won't talk about from an Australian point of view.
2: Well, um, good thing is that we did uh, win against um, Italy. We did on Friday, um,
0: and the soccer we've done pretty well with our men, yeah. and both our men and women. Uh, but last night. The you know the the diamond what would you say the what's the word I'm looking for like the the opening ceremony yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of an analogy but I, I'm I'm too the tired Jewel in the crown Jewel in the crown, the crown. thank crown. you Andrew <laughs> Andrew knew where I was going um of <laughs> any Olympics is is the opening ceremony which which happened last night and obviously very different um to what we were supposed to get as is going to be with this entire Olympics but. Um, it's happened. We can talk about it. Mm. So I guess um, sort of just I'll start with I'll start with, I'll start with Andrew because he's our guest. Um, just sort of overall thoughts on on the opening ceremony, and we can sort of talk about specific segments. Um, you know, a little later on.
1: Well, it's a very hard one to judge, really, isn't it? Because I mean, do you can it to past ceremonies? If if you do that, well, then it was a dud, surely. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is under very strange circumstances. I don't think anyone was really in the mood for a Beijing or London or Sydney show. No. So it, it would have been odd if we got something that grand and spectacular. Um, but as for like being in that, in, in that whole situation of, okay, we're in a pandemic, this has been delayed a year, um, we are lucky to even have an Olympics, let alone an opening ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I kind of went into it last night with very little expectation on purpose. Yep. And I was overall pleasantly surprised. I think um, the if, if you split the show into two parts, so before the parade and after the parade, um, I think it was very apparent that the first half is what they changed the most, given the pandemic, yep. and the second half is probably more what they had planned all along and the second half i gotta say was fantastic the first half well it was a bit artsy-farty but they kind of had to do it that way anyway. yeah it, it, it was it would have been inappropriate to to do much else with that i think yeah but, um, that's that's fair having enough. said that i've only seen it once so i can it's hard to remember it all.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it did, it did finish at 1am, so <laughs> I'm not
1: expecting anyone
0: to have watched it more than once already. Um, Trent, what about you? What did you think sort uh, of
2: overall? Yeah. I'm going to go along the same lines as Andrew there. You have. You really did have to go in with no expectations or really lowered expectations. They had said in the media for a while they had to change the opening ceremony. Mm. They were going to scale it back. The number of performers were being scaled yeah. back, but that was really evident. Yeah, and and you're right, and especially in the first half, for the uh, average viewer who dislikes an opening ceremony, I think there's probably going to be people that would have turned the TV off mm. before the Parade of Nations. But I think yeah, they really focused on you know right, especially at the start, there the athletes and what it was like for them to. Train. It was all about them training on their own mm-hmm. in the middle of a pandemic. You know, they really highlighted that these athletes didn't have access to to gyms or to their coaches or yeah. or, or competitions or anything like that. You know, the the runner on the the treadmill running solo while yeah. things happen around them and all different athletes doing different things or performers representing athletes yeah. doing different thing, and they were all spaced apart. That kind of stuff. You know, there wasn't big. Bright lights and you know there was like some Technicolor and you know, a lot of projection. Yeah, a lot of projections. <laughs> it was at sort the of start making there, up for the lack of cast. Yeah, but yeah. there was it wasn't a big fanfare and I think they really highlighted how much the COVID pandemic has affected the games and really scaled back, really subdued. Yeah, um, and and then agreeing with Andrew after the Parade of Nations, you know, I know people either like it or hate it. I love the Parade of Nations, I really do that was very scaled back too. (laughs) yeah um and then just
1: say with the parade of nations that is the first one i've actually enjoyed because it was so different and so short and just kind of funny because you know everyone was wearing masks and it was kind of out of the ordinary there was was a lot of laughs throughout
2: it yeah and then some of the nations were coming out socially distance and other ones were completely crammed in together Mm. um some of the costumes were great. Like it, the African nations always have some of those, really great I costumes. You, I said to Trent and then messaged Andrew through it. I was just like, it's it's so funny with the Prada nations with some of it. It feels like the 90s have never ended. <laughs> like The 90s have just kept on going yeah. with the team uniforms. And also, you know, seeing countries have have changed their name between yeah. Rio and, uh, and Tokyo and also the order of it because it was in, wasn't it in the Japanese... Yeah, alphabet. Yeah, the way they do it and how they pronounce countries' names. Which look,
0: I, the whole using the alphabet of the host nation. I get it. I, I totally do, and I know I'm going to sound so hypocritical here. It's their Olympics. It's their alphabet. Of course, they can do it. God, it annoys me. <laughs> I just wanted <laughs> A to Z. <laughs> yeah, I really do. <laughs> but I, yeah, again, I, I know that's hypocritical to say,
1: but um, and yeah, you know what? The alternative is probably to do them at random
2: that would be even worse oh yeah mm. yeah, it would because mm. oh, I guess not every country <clears throat> speaks English, so but I guess we're so used to having countries, yeah I mean look, honestly cities.
0: i I and, and again, Andrew and I were talking yesterday, and I said i I don't mind the way that the Commonwealth Games have done it the last two yeah two games where they do it via continent mm. Um, so it's it's alphabetical order within each continent, continent yeah um and I, I actually quite like that yeah i that's, I think really that's cool. a great order yeah um because it, it does break things up a bit but it also you know you can follow it <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> um yeah like jess jess asked me this morning when when we woke up what i thought because she she went to sleep obviously way before it finished um and i, I it's funny because it's the first time i'd actually thought about it i'm like i I didn't love it, mm. but I didn't, obviously didn't hate it, mm. but I just couldn't shake this feeling of, it just felt so hollow.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, which I know I'm going to have to get used to over the next yeah. 16 days. I think that's how these games are going to feel. I think mm. after maybe one or two days of competition, I'll get used to that. Mm. It's like anything with the Olympics. Like yeah. It just, after a couple of days, it feels like the norm and yep. it feels like it's always been there. And then when yep. the games are over, you're kind of like, what What do I do now? Like, yeah. I've always done this, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and now that sort of, again, that Andrew's mentioned it, the all the sections that I did really like, which I hadn't
2: registered, were all in the second half. Mm. Um, yeah, it was... <laughs> what was, what really resonated back to me And to see, and I really felt for Tokyo and Japan, it was like when I had some shots and just looking at all the empty seats in the stadium, Mm. it felt to me like that they were doing a dress rehearsal. I really
0: thought and hoped that they would have put like flags or banners or something over seats like they've done in other sporting arenas, Mm. you know, when there've been no crowds with the pandemic. But it just looked... Even or like like Andrew was saying in one of my messages last night, like the little the pixel lights or something that they had for London, like mm. something to dress the stadium, so it didn't have that hollow feeling because mm. it was clearly a made-for-TV opening mm. ceremony. This mm. one, because it had to be. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, to sort of to, it, it made it feel very real that there was no one there, which obviously there wasn't. I know that, mm. but if there just could have been a way to. Disguise that just, just even the littlest mm-hmm. bit, I think would have gone a long way. Mm-hmm. But again, these these games have blown out budget wise so much, yep. and they're not going to get any return. Yeah. Um, so I guess to keep costs down, I get it. But it, yeah, I can't help but just feel it was. It just felt, it literally felt empty because yeah. it was. But it, it sort of that brushed off on me. I
2: felt a bit empty watching it. Yeah. Um. And then what, when we've all grown up, seeing these big spectacular opening and closing ceremonies. Mm. And it was very subdued. Yeah. You know, they a lot of focus on, you know, the people, um, even athletes that are, you know, health workers. Mm. During the COVID pandemic, you know, they got their uh, representation there as well. Like, you know, we had an Australian shooter who, she's a a healthcare worker in Victoria. Yeah, she's one of the flag bearers. Yeah, and uh, and she was one of the flag carrying the Olympic flag, which is such a great honour. I... Another thing too that I don't think
0: helped was the fact that the covering over the, the grass and the running track was for the most part white, like just plain white. Um, which oh, I, guess, I hate when they do that. It, I don't know. That kind of made it feel even emptier with mm. the, the, the lack of cast and everything. It, mm. If it, it just had a, had some colour mm. to it, um, I think, again, <laughs> yeah, would have helped.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and this sounds a little bit curious. I mentioned to Brendan it kind of when they were doing that and seeing, you know, because the less, the low amount of athletes were in there, it kind of looked like the closing ceremony at the Commonwealth Games <laughs> halfway through the, the entertainment mm-hmm. when all the, the athletes Katie were leaving. Spectacular. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looked like. And I'm going, this is an opening of an Olympic Games. Yeah, and I It looked know. like, you know, half the athletes had left because they were bored.
0: Yeah, but we obviously we know that wasn't the case. That, this it time wasn't. Around, it wasn't the
2: case but yeah. you can't. But you know, just see all that like empty it. white when normally you know, flashback to you know Sydney, it would have been can't, full. Yeah, you wouldn't have be, been able to see them. It. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, we we've joked, and it, it's it's been a joke f- you know since um, Rick Birch was on uh, an episode of The Dream in two thousand and two. Mm-hmm. That there's there's five ideas. can be done for an opening ceremony it's just you know the ways that that pull it the the directors pull it off which which is true there's a lot of you know projections on flags and things coming over crowds in stands and and you know that there's only so many ways you can make
1: the olympic rings and that kind Mm. of thing i i get it and there's only so many ways you can make the cauldron malfunction (laughs) (laughs) and we're still still number one for that um but
0: (laughs) There was a section in the first half last night where I was just kind of like, and we were talking to each other and, and, and messaging with Andrew. It's like, okay, this is this is literally a copy <laughs> from Sydney, which was um, sort of showing the construction of, I, I guess, Japan, Tokyo. Mm. Um, not in the modern era. It was, mm. you know, sort of the, the ancient yep. Japan. Um, but it was done through the method of tap dancing. Mm. <laughs> which was a huge part in my favourite segment from Sydney. It's just kind of like, you don't... Okay, showing the constructions one thing, but to do it using tap dancing, I'm mm. just like, did they did they not look back? <laughs> yeah. To go, I think this has been done. And I was <laughs> like, da- somewhere David Atkins has got to be pissed. <laughs> and then Andrew chimed in with, or getting royalties, which just killed me. Uh, but yeah, I was just like, guys, come on. Like, this was literally done in Sydney, this exact same thing. Mm, I did. If they brought out angle grinders, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that would have done me. I would have been yeah. like, "No, nah, I'm out.
2: I did um, like the way that they did the Olympic rings, the reveal. rings reveal. And then and speaking the about, about the wood oh. and speaking about the history behind the wood, I was really impressed by that because I'm like going, there's only three rings there. Mm. Like, how are they going to turn it into? And then folding it out, so to speak. I mean, I was impressed by that, and I thought it looked visually really exciting. For me, that was one of the highlights of the first half of the opening ceremony was how they did those
1: rings. But well, when I saw those first two rings, I think it was just
2: two at the start. Oh, it? that's right, it was two. I,
1: I, I instantly thought, well, we actually haven't had, haven't seen the rings yet because the tradition is generally that you see that they, they have some creative way of forming the Olympic ring in that very first segment. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably been one or two games where it's been in like the second segment, but generally it's in the first, uh, the first major segment, you know, we've got the industrial Re- revolution in, um, London. We've got, um, the from Man- snowy river horses in Sydney, um, even Atlanta had that with their call to the nation's mm-hmm. beginning, um, you know, it's just tradition. So I was thinking, oh, we're actually quite far into this uh, opening so far and we haven't had rings. So as soon as I saw that, but oh, I know where they're going here.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And there it was. The one
0: thing that, that did jump out to me is a little bit different um, in that first section was the way they brought in the Japanese flag. How they it was they did it just like the Olympic flag, mm. like it had flag bearers mm. and it was you know like the youth Olympians and mm. and things like that. I was like, this is
2: different. Mm. I mean, <laughs> it's never been in that kind of order or appeared so early before.
0: No, like I just thought that's really strange. Well, not I don't want to use strange because that's I guess you know you're allowed to do things differently. Mm. That's that's the thing. But I was like, wow, this is very different. Mm. Um, that yeah, that struck me as a little bit odd, but I. I think my the parts that stood out for me and the parts that like when I woke up this morning and Jess was like, How was it? These were the parts that I showed her. <laughs> mm. Um I really liked the drones, obviously. I think I think that's probably everyone's, you know, favourite part or yeah. or at least up there. Um I really liked the uh version of Imagine. I mm. thought the arrangement of the song was amazing. Um, the artists they chose are really good. Yeah, and I'm representing s- each of the continents. Each, co- each yeah. continent, yep. So relieved that Yoko Ono wasn't involved <laughs> because with her <laughs> being Japanese, if, if, if you've ever heard her sing that song on her own, <laughs> oh, my God, it is horrendous. <laughs> yeah, I have heard her recording it's of it. It's <laughs> horrible. If um, you've ever heard her sing. Yeah, well, yeah, no, true. <laughs> so I... I genuinely thought it was going to end with her being in the stadium Mm. or something. And when it didn't,
2: I thought, oh, dodged a bullet there. I reckon she would have had to have given them permission to use that song as well. Probably. Yeah. Um,
0: But no, I thought. Just
2: a note on that, imagine.
1: um, I believe the ceremony was done. It might have been the same production company as uh, the Torino ceremonies. Right. if If I remember correctly. Um, something to do with Torino anyway. And, uh, what's interesting about that is in the Torino opening, we had an appearance by Yoko Ono who introduced a performance of a man. Yeah. So it was kind of a, a bit of a, an interesting, um, not a throwback to that, but it was almost like a continuation of that idea, um, by essentially the same people, I guess. Yeah, because it, it has um, been so used for Olympics before. See. Yeah, yeah, they do use it. Did it get used there, in London?
0: Am I imagining that?
1: It, it did get used briefly at, in the closing ceremony at the beginning of the, um, what did they call the whole music thing? The um, uh, oh, name escapes me now, but, but they started with um, a quick excerpt of um, uh, Queen. Yep. And then they went into a live performance of um, Imagine, sung by a children's choir.
0: Yeah, I,
2: I think sure was in London.
1: And then they started showing um, footage of John Lennon singing it from the actual uh, original clip.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's the one I had in my mind, and I was sure it was London. But yeah, I'd totally forgotten about Torino. But you're right, Yoko was there. I, I've blocked that out. Funnily enough, <laughs> the
1: other two times that I, I think it's the only two times. The other two times that they've done it at Olympic ceremonies is uh, Stevie Wonder in the Atlanta closing. Yep, that was sort of a tribute. Um, that that was straight after the moment of silence
0: oh yeah for the bombing uh, that's
1: right the bombing during uh samaranch's speech his excellency and uh <laughs> and the other time was pyeongchang they did a performance of that during the oh opening, they did too like three or four
2: Yep.
0: See, this is why I come to you for opening <laughs> ceremony stuff. <laughs> you're right. I knew I like. I knew it had featured at opening ceremonies before, but I, if you would had a gun to my head last night, I couldn't have told you which ones for sure. But yeah, I, I was pretty sure about London. But no, you spot on with the other ones. That's yeah. Wow, it's it's almost becoming a bit of an unofficial Olympic anthem. <laughs> it is. You know, that's yeah. that's quite
1: a lot.
2: Yeah, Kawana goes
1: ching. It kind of feels like it's used almost every time, but it's not. It, it really has only been a handful of times, but it does feel like it's overused, too. <laughs>
0: well, we know what Shepard are going to perform in 2032 now. <laughs> well, Keithy can come back. Keith, he's a Brisbane boy. He is, yeah. He can I'm come sure back and perform Keith
2: it. He'll stick his hand up somewhere <laughs> for 2032. Um,
0: so, yeah, like imagine, obviously, yeah, follow, you know, that followed the drones. I really liked Um I really liked the. Um, the the pictogram.
2: I was gonna segment. say. That's just gonna say it. Oh, that was so the pictograms, clever. That, the I think that was potentially was, the highlight. That was that my in terms fame, of creativity. Highlight. I I love a good pictogram, and when I saw that they were gonna <laughs> journey through the pictograms, yeah, and then what they did, very innovative. I, I never. And I love uh, it when they were no into these things as yeah. well. And it
0: was it was so clever, yeah. but also so funny at the yep. same time. I think that was that was brilliant.
2: Yeah. That that. that for the oh, actually the whole opening ceremony that was my favourite thing, the pictograms section. Did. Yeah, I yeah. absolutely loved it. That was amazing,
0: and then obviously the cauldron, um, the relay leading up to the cauldron. <laughs> um, <laughs> it 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 went on a bit. Um, I felt <laughs> um, there were some funny moments too that I don't think were supposed to be funny, like when the doctor and the nurse got the torch. The way they were running was kind of weird, but how the doctor never held it and just was running really weirdly, but just like with his arms flailing, he almost looked like one of those inflatable men, like outside car yards. Like (laughs) it was just waving chaotically. And I'm just thinking, is she going to hand him the torch or like, is he just going to run beside her looking (laughs) crazy? And no, he just ran beside her looking crazy. Um, I mean, I I think I I think the lighting of the cauldron was really great. I think the choice of the lighter mm-hmm. was was perfect. Um, she did, and it look- was a nice
1: nod to Nagano too. Actually, the way they they um, they sh- they uh, showed the cauldron, the way that it emerged, was yes. very a uh, real send a uh, throwback to uh, Nagano, how they did that.
0: I don't. I don't want to sound. Ah, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't mean this in like a chauvinistic male way, obviously, because that's not the kind of person I am. But man, Naomi didn't look happy to be up there. No. <laughs> she looked kind of pissed off yeah. the whole time. It's just like, I, I, I don't want to be one of the guys that's like, oh, come on, love, smile. Yeah. But at the same time, I was just like, you don't look happy. Like, I know you've had your issues in mm, the last 12 mm. months with your mental health, which is... Not something that is, you know, should be shrugged off. It's very important. And I'm glad that she's she's back competing again. Um, and I hope she has taken care of herself. But it's probably the greatest honour that's ever going to be bestowed on her. And she just mm. didn't look like she wanted to be there.
2: No. <laughs> yep. I just wonder how far in advance she was told that she was selected to yeah. do it. Because she has been out of the media spotlight. Since the French Open. Since the French Open. And leading up to the Olympic Games the you know the tennis community was going. Is she even going to show? Because mm. no she's been sort it. of the face of the games. Yeah, over Yeah, she has been the face of the games, and she hasn't really spoken about it all that much. And lead, she don't no lead up tournaments, and a lot of people going. Is she going to turn up? You know, she was is the number two seed, um, uh, first tennis player ever too to light the cauldron. Uh, yeah, and, and that's a great honor uh, for and for the sport of tennis as well. But and then. When she appeared, I going, "Ah, oh, there's there's Naomi." Yeah, I I, I did like her hairstyle, <laughs> honestly.
0: Um, in terms of the lighting and the cauldron itself, um, it's something I'm quite um, picky about. Uh, I. I I know Andrew probably is to a point too. I'm not sure about you, Trent, so much. We you think with you're the cauldron. picky about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, I'll, I'll go to you first, Andrew. Um, what did you think of physically of the cauldron itself and and, and how it was
1: lit? It's very nice. It was very, very elegant, very simplistic. As I said, it kind of had Nagano vibes. Um, was it. Uh, is it going to become iconic footage like Beijing and Sydney and Barcelona and London. Absolutely not.
2: Atlanta. I would
1: put it in the same Well, see that actually is pretty iconic because of who lit it, that one. Yeah.
0: Um, I just so mean so more when a... they show when they show packages <laughs> it... of cauldrons being lit, like Atlanta's yeah.
1: always there. Even though yeah, the cauldron exactly. was butt ugly, but carry on. <laughs> 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 In 20 years' time, you're not going to see footage of Pyeongchang's one. Like Even though I liked is, it, but yeah. You did? Uh, <laughs> I did <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, Well,
0: I I'll, I'll tell you why I liked it when I get to my turn, but keep going.
1: <laughs> I, I would probably put it in the same category as um, Pyeongchang uh, for from a visual perspective and the whole um, thing of this is going to be footage that is going to be used in the archives for decades to come, I, 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 it is no flaming arrow, that's for
0: sure. No. Um, but, I mean, to be fair, what has been since then, really? <laughs> exactly. I, I still exactly. don't think that's ever been topped, to be yeah, perfectly honest. You did honest. say, I
2: remember, they were using a lot of gas. I remember oh, yeah. it like, that was a lot of gas in that flame. <laughs> I was saying like, Naomi, mean, you need to get away. especially like a jet engine. <laughs> especially with that hair, you need to get away
1: from that flame fairly quickly.
0: <laughs> uh, what, what did you kind As, of think? The cauldron
1: itself, I think the, um, it, it kind of reminded me a lot of Rio, actually, with uh, just basically a little cup. Yeah. Ball even, and um, and that that's fine. I I do miss the the big cauldrons sitting at the top of the stadium, but hey, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, and and that's uh, I'm going to jump in front of you here, Trent. Like that that's been my biggest criticism of it. Like I think I think how it was lit was fine. It was really pretty. Um, I I don't mind the design of it. But we, for a Summer Games, we haven't had a big towering cauldron over the stadium since Beijing. Mm. London's was the petal thing, which I hated. (laughs) Um, I I hated that cauldron so much, Um, you know, that just stood in the stadium. Um, And again, it was located after the opening ceremony, um, which I don't know how you do. Particularly, how given how that one was all the individual pedals mm. and it stayed lit um,
1: from the person. Oh, who it didn't. didn't. They, they they extinguished
0: it. Yeah, which see that that pisses me off. I don't think that should happen. I hate <laughs> I hate that. Exactly. Um So you know, and then obviously Rio, there was the you know twirly mirror thing, which. Correct me if I'm wrong. That was in the opening ceremony, closing ceremony stadium, but there was no flame at the athletic stadium, was there?
1: Correct. Yep. They, it, they had one, de- I guess uh, you could call downtown. Like a communal okay. one, like like Vancouver did, yeah. Yeah, mm.
0: um,
1: yeah don't get me started on that. <laughs> we'll be here all day.
0: Um, but, yeah, I'm just like, guys, and, and, and see, this is why I liked Pyeongchang, because it's the last time we've had... <laughs> a big cauldron that towers above the stadium, which for winter Olympics is kind of counterproductive because the stadium only gets used for the opening and closing, (laughs) but it's the last time we've had one. And I'm just kind of like, to me personally, my preference is the cauldron should be big. It should be atop the stadium and you know, it should be able to be seen. Like if people are coming, again, it, it, I go, I know it's not going to be a, an issue for Tokyo, but um, if people come into the Olympic precinct, whether they're going into the main stadium or not, they should be able to see the flame. Like if you, again, if you go into the main precinct, I know you, you shouldn't be able to see it if you go into any, you know, every venue, but if you're going into that main Olympic precinct, or you're around the stadium, um, you should be able to see it and it's one of those things too I think even if you don't have a ticket to an event if you're just in the game's precinct s- you sh- seeing that flame would mean so much it would it would be so cool um so yeah I I want a big F-off cauldron <laughs> <laughs> atop the stadium that can be seen for for quite some distance mm. and and we were talking last yes, night yes um, looking to Brisbane 2032 with the location of the gaba it's not it's not in a games precinct. It's in the middle of the city. Mm. It has streets surrounding Mm. it, you know, buildings, um, schools, businesses. If they don't, that it would be such a mistake to not have a big cauldron on the top of that stadium, because you would be able to see that for kilometers Mm. in Brisbane, uh, which I think would be just absolutely spectacular. Um, but yeah, I, my only nitpick with it is, is it's just so small. And again, it's gonna have to be moved to make way <laughs> for the athletic competition. It's just like, mm. no, once the cauldron's lit, that's it. Like mm. it stays there for 16 days because they're going to have to extinguish it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, I just, yeah. Th- yeah, that, it's like-
0: yeah. It really does. It just, it's like, well, yeah, exactly. What's the point? Like, Either light it or don't. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's that. I'm just
2: wondering where the location is going to be in that stadium when they're going to move it. Yeah, well, it could oh, be t- t- anywhere. T- t- just put it in one of the yeah. stands. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why joked said. Well, you could just stick it in the middle of the stands. It's not going to block anyone's view, yeah. is it?
0: Because <laughs> that's the, throughout the ceremony.
2: Because that, it, I guess,
0: it kind of, I guess, it looked a bit like Mount Fuji. Mm.
2: The, I was reading the and pyramid th- thing. Th- that, that's because we were right at the start. We we're going. What's that? Big white thing and over I'm like, on the side. Is that there? the What, what and I'm like, is it? Please and tell me that's not the cauldron. Yeah, it was representing, and that was you know Naomi walking up yeah. to the top of Mount Fuji to light the volcano. And then I was like, maybe that's well, just. I like... have
1: some news on that actually. Okay, since we've been talking, I've been skimming through the footage just to remind myself of things, um, and I came across that there's a there was a segment I, I can't remember what the segment was. Or anything, but there's a like a montage of footage of the city of Tokyo, um, different landmarks and things. And I've stopped it on this landmark on this building that looks exactly like that stage. I have no idea what it is, I'm sure we'll find out mm-hmm. um, after this sometime. But it looks exactly like that uh, Mount Fuji thing, it even has a little ball on top. Oh, wow! So,
0: Yeah, because I thought maybe it's a mechanism to like help light the cauldron, but then I was like, no, that that's it, and it's small, and I hate it when they're small. I'm not compensating. It's you don't need to read into it. I just don't like small cauldrons. (laughs) I don't need to see a therapist. (laughs) What? What? what was your maybe not for (laughs) that? No. Oh, there's many reasons I need to see a therapist, but that's not one of them. Um, What? What was your sort of takeaway thoughts from the, the cauldron lighting? Trent, oh. stop looking at
2: your phone. <laughs> <laughs> For all the viewers, I am just I'm uh, just looking at my phone. At different <laughs> results and stuff as well. I'm just interesting. Actually, that in men's hockey, Japan's leading Australia. Oh, it wasn't yeah, score? It was like three two, three oh. to Japan, two to Australia. Okay, and still going, close. Ugh, that's close. Yeah. Um. I lo- I I I was wondering how it was going to turn into a cauldron from that, mm-hmm. and then the you know. The way that Mountain Fuji kind of opened up to reveal the stairs, and me mm. walking up, and then to light it like it and the way that um it sort of came up and, out, and then apart, kind of, you know, and in the sim the Tokyo symbol that they're using you know, that has the twenty like how it's all segregated mm. in the blue around the side. I thought that was quite creative as well. And then like when we're talking, the first thing is like that's a big flame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the way it shot up is just like goes straight up in the air. Yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I like, I like it. It's all the cauldrons are so different now, mm. nowadays, aren't they really where well, they used to be a little bit similar. Now they're very different. I guess each city has to find new innovative ways to create a cauldron. Yeah. Um, like I like it. I, I just was interested to where they're going to be able to put it now, mm. like what end of the stadium or cause it's quite circular. So I don't know, uh, completely circular and there's no like open end. Of it, there's no gap at no. either end to sit it. So where is it going to sit within the stadium?
0: Yeah, very, very strange.
2: Yeah, maybe on one of the sides or something where the where the flag, the Olympic flags are. Yeah, so now you can just whack it in the stands. <laughs> yeah, I guess they can just put it in the in the, in the stands. <laughs> but
0: yeah, so that that's that was that was the Tokyo opening ceremony. Is there anything that that we haven't touched on that? team on...
2: I think we covered everything, our, our favourite bits. But as I said, like, it was a completely different opening ceremony to mm. what we've ever seen. I think for the casual viewer who doesn't understand opening ceremonies, they probably would have switched off during the first half. I think it was really subdued and quite low-key, not huge pyrotechnics and what have you. But you know, after the Parade of Nations, I think... It was. It looked like it was fairly untouched from what they were wanting to have anyway. Yeah. Before, but the the uh, the beginning was definitely yeah. quite toned down. Um, and they'd said from the start that you know they had to reduce the amount of performers. Yeah. And and as and as we're saying, it was definitely made for television with all those video packages. Mm-hmm. They relied a lot on pre-recorded yeah. video packages. Obviously up on the screen, also, <laughs> which
0: usually shits me in an opening ceremony because I want the action to be live on the field. Yeah, but that uh, free pass yes. for this one because I totally get it.
2: Yeah, um, like this, the welcoming speeches. It was really hard following, <laughs> um, the Japanese. <laughs> Uh, so what is it? Uh, Seiko's, um, yeah. What she was saying, but I was actually. Oh right. man, Thomas bark didn't he go on? He was on and on, yeah.
1: Oh, and his mask was hilarious.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sucking the. It was like it was going to get sucked down his throat. But I was actually. Also,
1: you know what I noticed with him? He changed his mask. He had a, a, a mask with the Olympic rings on earlier. He did. And during his speech, he had one with the Tokyo logo. And it was yeah. a different
0: colour too, wasn't it? Yeah. One was the one with the Olympic the, rings was like navy and the yeah. one he spoke in was white.
1: Yeah. So someone
0: sabotaged
2: <laughs> his second half. I was, uh, I was uh, actually having like a little ch- chuckle and laughing at um, all the athletes in the background that could see themselves on the big screen and they were like jumping up and down yeah. and waving their flags and you could see some of them on their phones, like, you know, probably calling their you know, their family and friends back home, can you see me on the TV? Oh God, the amount that Thomas talked, they could have done another Parade of Nations and just <laughs> yeah. all had a go behind him. <laughs> like, okay,
0: I, I have no problem with the president speaking, obviously, <laughs> but they normally keep it a bit short and sweet, but he kind of just went on and mm. on and on. Yeah, <laughs> and I know
2: he was, like, trying to get some important messages across with the pandemic, and, you know, I'm still very grateful that the Olympics are going ahead, talking, you know, yeah. friends of him at so many naysayers and going well. They're going. Oh, they're going to cancel. It. Well, it's too late to cancel it. It's all going ahead. Yeah, we'll just see what happens from now on. Although you know, <laughs> with the with the
0: Thomas's speech dragging on a bit, and then also like the torch relay around the stadium dragging on a bit.
1: <laughs>
0: I I, I, <laughs> I did say to the guys before recording, and obviously last night, but um, I I did fall asleep. Um, for the majority of the parade of nations, but it wasn't through boredom. It was just that um, I'd been awake since ten past five in the morning because my mm. son shat himself awake rather loudly. Um, so I had to get up and change him and everything, and I I couldn't get back to sleep. So I'd been awake for quite a while. Yeah,
2: I was I was gonna like give you a couple of little notes. <laughs> you know, I'll let him. But, to but I eye. did say
0: I did tell you beforehand. I was like, look, I'm if I do doze off. Just make sure I see Australia and wake me up before it finishes. (laughs) Because you know, for everything that comes after. But yeah, by that time, like I was I was running on fumes Mm. and I just it was like, Okay, look, I love these ceremonies, but I just need this to finish because it's nearly one o'clock in the morning (laughs) and I need to go to bed. (laughs) So that that was Uh, And I've been up at
1: five AM. So I was
0: like, Oh god. Oh God, you don't even have a baby as an excuse. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But then again, too, I'd I'd also, I still hadn't really caught up. I haven't caught up from Wednesday night because even though we were home like around eight-ish, I was so excited (laughs) after the announcement and stuff. Like I got into bed and was like watching back footage and and photos and just reading like, you know, reactions around the world. I was awake till mm, 11.30-ish Um yeah, that night, and then again, up early the next morning with Henry. So, like, I I, I was a bit sleep-deprived, and it all sort of came to a head last night. I was just like, can we just light the flame? I need to go to bed. Please let it end. <laughs> Which I don't normally have for an opening ceremony. I'm like, "Oh." Yeah. <laughs>
2: when it, when you're viewing it live in your region, mm. then you always forget that Japan's an hour behind. Yeah. An hour and a little bit behind, so it's like, Ugh. Yeah.
0: But no, like, again, I... If I were to give it a letter grade, um, given if this was an opening ceremony they'd done in in a regular time, mm. it'd probably be a C minus. Yeah, it w- it would have been underwhelming, very underwhelming. Yep. Given what they managed to pull off in the world that we live in, um, and taking into account um, you know the parts that I did like that were really cool, uh, I'd probably give it a. I'd probably give it a solid B, mm. taking those things into yep. account. I yep. think they yep. they did the best they could with what they had yep. and how they were able to pull it off. Yep. Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah. What,
0: what would you? What would you give? I
2: it? I, uh, I would probably give it probably the same scores. Yeah. as what you have. It's. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen what they could have done in a big spectacle in yeah. in the world that we don't live in. Now and then, I think we would have been giving them A's. Yeah, Andrew, like like across the board.
1: Well, I I think, I I think I could give them an A for effort, right? Mm -hmm. Given the circumstance, but um, I, I I, I don't necessarily want to give a score. But I will say that um, will this be a ceremony that I will watch back often, and I watch. Ceremonies very often, let me tell you. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I, I probably won't. This yeah. will be, this will be one I'll see maybe. Okay, so I see Sydney probably weekly, a dozen times a year at least. <laughs> I will probably see this one. Mm, I, I will probably skim through it once. A year, once or twice a year, something like that. Yep, and and that's that's about the same as um, Pyeongchang, probably. Yep, that's uh-huh. fair enough. And Sochi.
2: I think, without being disrespectful, it's... you can probably fast forward through the first half of it. Yeah, and then you know, yeah. I I would watch the Parade of Nations again. I thought it was. We just watch the Eternity fun. segment from yeah. Sydney. Yeah, <laughs>
3: um, watch and, what then, they did and then the It'd second like half arena. I did enjoy. Yeah.
1: Like the it's the... probably like tono in that you uh or well, talk to speak myself obviously that you uh go and find the individual segments that you feel like watching at the time, like the pictograms and yeah. the drones you probably won't see the rest more than once every like an f
0: one car doing burnouts, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I thought it was like pretty cool how they were using you know the manga and the manga and anime characters a little bit as well, and using some of the the music yeah. from all the different like yeah. uh, games and yeah.
0: Mm. Surprised Mario didn't make an appearance maybe for the closing. Yeah,
2: I think they might have well, a, a actually, lot more of of their of their tech and pop culture in the closing yeah. ceremony when it is that there more celebration atmosphere.
1: What was that, Andrew? There were some leaks. Um, a number of months ago, um, there was a whole PDF of um, illustrations and stuff, of, and it included the the whole uh, cauldron stage thing. Okay. And from memory, I think it was going to have a lot more references to uh, things like Mario, gaming, anime, all that kind of stuff. Um, so maybe that's what they had planned for the first half before the pandemic. Mm. Plus also they had a lot of um, changes in personnel, Yep, like major personnel in the last Up year. Up
0: to the last minute uh, too, but <laughs> we won't exactly, go into that. <laughs>
1: <exactly>. <laughs> they uh, they even fired essentially their Rick Birch. Yeah, um, can't remember how long ago, was six months ago or eight months ago, um, and you'd have to think surely by that point that wouldn't have changed the overall show that much. Oh, you'd have to but be I, locked I think by then, surely. Yeah, yeah. You you would think, though, that given how, I, I don't know, how I, there wasn't that much put into the first half it seemed, you'd have to say that is what they worked on in that extra year. Mm.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start Mm. wrapping things up. Mm. Um, So just, just quickly before we go, um, obviously it's the first day of competition. Now I'm going to limit you (laughs) and I'm talking to Trent here. Um, Just, just very, very, very briefly in the next 16 days,
2: What's something you're looking forward to the most? Go, uh, I just want to uh, see Ashbarty work away through the draw and get to a, a medal. I'm happy for gold, silver, or bronze. Okay, yep. Andrew,
0: I'm pretty sure yours is going to be the closing ceremony. But what what, what are you looking forward to in the next 16 days?
1: Um, I'm going to get some work done, and then hopefully I will have some time for the closing ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> is yeah, is, is I this was
2: our ceremony guy. Yeah, I know. I was. and shocked when my Andrew in our in our chat goes, "Oh yeah, I don't really watch the live competition." Like like going, "Hush!" <laughs> I was like, mm, "Quiet, trash." <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, for me, you know, for listeners to this show, <coughs> pardon me, it'll be no surprise. It's the boomers. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, I'm all over the swimming, which I still am. I'm really looking forward to the you know the heats getting away tonight and and mm. medal round starting tomorrow morning. But for these Olympics, for me, it's all about the boomers yep. to get that medal. Because let's be honest, as we've said, multiple
2: fourth place sucks. It does. They've had enough fourth place finishes. Yeah.
0: And, you know, in the lead-up matches that have happened since we last recorded um, coming into the Olympics, um, we beat Nigeria, who we actually flogged Nigeria with a second-strength team. We kept yeah. all our NBA stars out. Um, they, Niger- Nigeria beat America. Mm. They pantsed Argentina, who mm. we only beat by three points we beat america um and we also pantsed nigeria mm. um so i'm i am i am hopeful uh that you know it, it's going to be the boomers olympics and it it's beyond time mm. and again i don't give a rats you know what what color the medal is. I would obviously love for it to be gold. I
2: hope for you, Brennan, I'm really passionate for you because I know how passionate you are. And I really want it as much as what you do. (laughs) Um,
0: So yeah, it's the basketball. It's, it's the boomers that that's me for the next 16 days, but that's where we'll wrap this one up. We've just gone over the, the one hour, 10 minute mark. Um, I, I kind of mentioned this in the last episode and I will just say it again. I know originally the plan was when we started this show (laughs) um, to do an episode a day Mm. during Tokyo. I just don't think that's feasible. We will do as many episodes as possible mm. over the next coming sixteen days. Um, two years ago, I did not have a three-month-old. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of makes <laughs> things difficult. Yeah, <laughs> um, I understand that. So, so yeah, bear bear with us, but we will try and get as many episodes out as possible. Um, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. Mm, it's thanks for um, coming on,
2: Andrew. Yep. <laughs>
1: It, it, thanks for inviting me it's it's was, it was great to coming. meet you finally <laughs> yeah, finally verbally <laughs> yeah. it,
0: it's nice to actually talk instead of just via messages but uh, that that's internet friendship mm-hmm. and i have a lot of friends like that i've met through podcasting it's like never spoken a word to them but they know more about me than you know some, <laughs> yeah. some family members do it, it's crazy it's where social media is actually yeah. and podcasting is it's really really worthwhile in my opinion but yeah, mate. Thanks so much for coming on for for giving us the time. I know you woke up not feeling the best this morning, so I do really appreciate it. Um, it's been a long time yeah, coming, I, and, and I'm sure it won't be the <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it won't be the last time um, you're on the show. So so thank you for for giving up your Saturday morning. Um, Trent, we'll talk in the next uh, in the yeah, next couple of I've days. Hopefully in front of, of the mics.
2: Yeah, I've got lots of uh, live competition to watch, and
0: you're yeah. just sweating to get back in front of the TV.
2: Well, I was going to say. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in three minutes, Ash Party starts her doubles campaign. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. We'll have to. Yeah, she's get first up on court, too. Start watching that. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, look, thank you for joining us. You know where to find us on the socials. Um, keep your ears peeled over the next couple of days um, for another episode. Um, I was going to
2: say, too, Brendan, if any of our listeners and. I Want to leave their comments uh, about what they Jump thought about, ba- about the opening ceremony, what they thought, and yeah, what leave, maybe their highlights, what they're looking forward to. Leave um, comments
0: when I post the episode in the next couple of hours. Leave comments on the post, so we'll we'll be in contact with everyone. But yeah, we'll we'll hopefully speak to you in the next couple of days with another episode. Um, and until then, I normally would say something like keep the Olympic flame alight or something, but the flame is light. Tokyo 2020 is happening. Brisbane 2032 is ours. We'll speak you in a couple of days.